Sorry, we have to redo shit. Oh, Let yep, you're right. Okay, let's do it. I'm sorry, dude. All right. Welcome to Living a Stream. And today... Uh, Wait, you got to do that over. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I don't know what that was. Did I have like a... It's like a brain hiccup aneurysm thing. Like, like surged. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Living a Stream Podcast, where Eric and I talk about movies that are on streaming platforms. Today, we are talking about Dumb Money, and it is streaming on Netflix. As always, we are going to ruin and spoil uh, all this whole movie and probably the other movies we're going to talk about. So if uh, you don't want Dumb Money to be spoiled, uh, go ahead and press pause and just come back later. Um, and Hold first- on. Hold on. I'm going to interrupt. We, we, we need something, guys. I, I had it pulled up, but I'm going to pull it up again because I forgot to pull it up. Just at just Josh Perez. Perez? At just Josh Perez. Basically, his account name for everything, which that's pretty easy for hackers. Um, <laughs> uh, um, that's his Venmo, okay? You guys are supporting us with listening. Cool. Likes, cool. Shares, the coolest. But you know what's the coolestest is if you sent Josh $5. Like, so pause right now, say a prayer, and add this to your, to your monthly tithes. Send Josh $5 because he works so hard watching these movies. You know, it takes a lot out of him to watch these movies. I do all the editing, guys. I edit these. I pretty, I'm just kidding. Josh does all that. He's he's laughing right now, but in his heart, there's like fire. He's like so sad. Um, send him $5, okay? Like if you really care about us, don't just tell your friends about us. I want to see a share. Like text them the link. And I want to see the $5. I better check Venmo later. And I, I want to see lots of $5 bills in Josh's inbox, okay? All right, continue. Now that Eric's done with his racketeering, because uh, we all know he's going to text me after this and be like, hey, you need to Venmo me that money so I can feed my rats. Yeah. By the way, he references his children. If you're new, this is your first time listening. Eric calls his children his rats. I'm not just calling his children rats. Um, but seriously, though, yes, uh, if you can, uh, the way to support the show right now is it would be really helpful. Leave five star reviews, leave some ratings, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, interact on Spotify on the questions at the bottom on each episode if you're a Spotify user. And then, yes, like Eric said, the coolest is to share. Uh, share it with someone who may may or may not like and love or hate this show. So we'd appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Eric, dude, it's been a very long time. I mean, we literally talked last night, but that's okay. Did you we? missed me. No, did we? Yes, we did. We were literally texting. You Kay. said you were going to ignore me for the rest of the day. So it wasn't... I just want the people to know. Okay, hold on. Here's why. I have told Josh to watch a lot of movies over the years. And he never watches them. You know, he's a movie snob. This is what's funny is Kelly and my friends think I'm a movie snob here. Yeah, they do. And I'm like, I'm not even a little bit. I'll watch... Dude, I watched The Beekeeper last week. Ooh, I was. Ter- dude, what do you mean, how was? It was the Jason beekeeper? Statham taking on... Jason Statham taking on 300 guys at once like he's a superhero. It's a horrible. Um, but isn't it Michael Mann? Dude, it was brutal. It was not good. And uh, I'm sorry, people might not like that I said that. Um, okay, here's the thing. Josh oh. is a real movie snob. I've told him to watch so many movies, and he will not watch them, specifically one called The Wailing. It is the scariest movie you ever watch. At the end of it, you feel sick, like you really watch something evil. I've watched it once. I'll never watch it again. I want him to watch it. He lied to me yesterday. He said he watched it. He said, yeah, man, here's what it's about. 
And he started sending me like these texts. I was like, dude, you're literally reading off of Wikipedia. So anyways, that's why I ignored him for the day. I got a little hot and heavy just now, so sorry. Okay, one, let me correct myself. It's not Michael Mann. It's David Ayer. And David Ayer wrote, he directed End of Watch. I know you love End of Watch. End of Watch is great. Yeah, it's the same director. And Fury. That doesn't and matter. I'm just Jason saying. Jason is terrible, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying why it's not that surprising for me to be like, hey, wait, was it really that bad? Because David Ayer did a lot. He wrote Fast and the Furious 1. I'm pretty sure he wrote Training Day. No, he did not. Oh, he definitely wrote Training Day and he wrote the first Fast and the Furious. All but saying, he also he also wrote the first Suicide Squad, okay, which was a down, dumpster fire. <laughs> Uh, you know, I heard the studios got a hold of it and wanted to change his vision and direction. So Jason Satham, like every movie he lives on his own, he's a retired operative who's trying to live a calm life and somehow comes out of retirement. And I like, I didn't watch the trailer. I was invited to see the movie and I went into it and I text Kelly. I said, I promise you somehow he's some retired special agent. Sure enough, dude, 10 minutes in, he's reaching into his beehive pulls out a bag with a phone, calls somebody, and she's like, I thought you were retired. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, anyways, all right. We'll di- I, I'm digressing a little bit. Let, like, we'll move on. How has life been for you? Eric, I've been like crazy sick. Dude. <laughs> I know it's no surprise. I don't know what it is, dude. I keep getting sick. Um, my immune system is just, you know, not really my friend right now or ever or has never been. Um, so yeah, like the last, I think it was like last week, last two weeks, I've been feeling a little under the weather and then it got a little, they got a little bad. Things started going real South infections. I started feeling my ears. I said, this is it. This is the end. Um, so that's a big reason why I skipped out on, uh, on recording and talking with you about, um, stuff. So, um, but we're okay now we're making it. We got, you know, we got the good stuff. We got some medicine and we're on the come up and I feel much, much better than a week ago. I Last Wednesday was like peak where I was like, all right, I'm desperate. It's we're over. Not gonna, we're not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Well, that's all right, dude. You have a... how uh, School is back in session? School is back in session. It's, were you just dying doing doing work last week? Oh yeah, it was like me forgetting all responsibilities and then realizing oh. I have responsibilities. And then it's wild, dude. We're already this is the fifth week of ten weeks. It's already halfway through the quarter. And I'm just Let's like, go. It okay. just won't. It doesn't stop, man. But um, but yeah, but we got stuff done. We cool. we're we're gonna make it. Um, sure. It just all it ever all it does is just help me procrastinate. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I'm like, it's gonna get done. Just maybe closer to the deadline. You know, but yeah, dude, no, that's, that's going okay. That's going all right, dude. So it was kind of sad. This is some like bittersweet stuff. Um, I hadn't done my license plate or my driver's license. Now I have a Colorado license and a, a Colorado license plate. And it was kind of sad taking off that New Mexico plate dude, and getting rid. I had four years left too on my New Mexico driver's license. I was like, I'm just wasting this. Hey, but, how long did you register for? Dude, don't worry, dude. It's because I'm a student. Uh, or, oh, you mean in, how long did I register my New Mexico driver's license? Yeah, don't they expire every four years? Yeah, I normally pay for the four years, but then one year in 2020, I was like, screw it. I'm going to pay extra and do eight years so I don't have to do this ever again, at least for eight years. And then, you know. You moved like the next Two week. years later, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to move. <laughs> it's, uh, that is sad. Did you keep the license plate? Uh, I did. I did. I kept the license plate and the driver's license. I keep all my driver's license. Nice, there you go. At least I try to somewhere in a box. But... 
but yeah, dude. So that was a little, that was kind of a bummer. And then I, it took me a while cause I was a student cause I was like, I don't think I need to. And technically I don't, but things just started getting crisped and crossed and, you know, got pulled yep. over and, and here we are. So, we are. uh, but dude, the thing was, though, it was, it was the most frustrating thing cause the screw on the license plate broke into my, into yes. my car. Like, so there was it, the head broke off. So it was just flush and it was just, so yeah, it was a pain in the ass to, to, we ended up drilling straight, like with a, just a bit and just drilling the screw out. And yeah, that wasn't very fun. It took like, you know, quite a few days cause I was in, being instead lazy. of like a 30 second job. It should have literally took, weekend. Yep. Yes. Yep. But apparently it can rust in there, dude. Ooh, I'm just yep, learning yep. how to be an adult. I didn't know I these things. Did you know this? Like, did you know, like, License plates and I know it's going to sound super ridiculous, but did you know about license plates and screws? Yeah, because we bought my uh, car in Colorado and drove it back in July, so I had to switch that out. One of them got oh, rusted right. for sure too. So yeah, I had I dealt with the same thing. How'd you get it out? Um, I I just I continued to like hammer it. Okay, so this is really weird. I had needle nose, a little bit thicker needle nose pliers. Because I was able to, like, the head broke off, but there's a little bit sticking out still. So I grabbed the needle nose, and I would turn and tap with the hammer. Oh. So, it would, like, so it basically just pushed it through. Okay. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, apparently you can use WD-40 to loosen it out. Oh, there's probably a that. million easier ways than you and I did, but being you and I, like, it just... I was thinking about how I looked doing <laughs> that. I'm like, what? what is this? Like this person's for sure stealing this license plate. Yeah. Well, I did the WD forty and I tried the hammer and mallet just in Josh fashion. I didn't do the whole like mm. screw and I just was just banging on shit and just trying just to get this denting out. the shit out of your car. Yeah, I was literally thinking about just <laughs> sounds so bad. I was like, I'm just gonna get the temp tags and tape it to my glass window like a car, or screw the one that the screw the left side that is working and then get gorilla tape and just tape the other side. Oh, that's until, a great idea. Until dude. I figure out how to get that screw out. Cause yeah, I, when I was sick, I didn't have to drive anywhere, but I was like, Hey, I'm starting to feel better. I'm going to have to drive places. And that's a great I idea. This license plate on there. But, uh, anyways, that's, that's pretty much the last couple of weeks for me, man, just surviving the plague and, um, trying to be an adult by switching over legal car stuff. What about you, Let's dude? Go. How's life? Love been? That. Uh, life's been good, man. Um, since we last talked, it was Paxton's birthday. Had a really great time. Lots of his friends, some family. Um, he's really into peacocks and Pokemon. Okay. And so it was a peacock Pokemon themed party. All right. And it right was on. super fun, man. It was a good time. He was like, Daddy, did you know that boy peacocks are more colorful than girl peacocks? In real life, I learned it at school. I said, sweet. He's like, so let's have a peacock party. I said, okay. He said, and Pokemon. So like the cake was a combo of both. (laughs) And so it was awesome. But no, yeah, that was fun. It was my dad's birthday a couple days after. Also, Paxton wanted to do an escape room. He loves escape rooms. He loves to get scared. He loves that idea of like getting that that thrill. And it just brings so much joy to my heart. He is your son. Um, Then yeah, man. So also something really fun. We, so we have two dogs, Monkey and Bubbles. I fall, so I mountain bike, right? And it's hard to coordinate. There's a lot of people that I bike with sometimes, especially in the winter. It's cold. Some people, people don't want to go. Sometimes people can't. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to take the dogs. Dude, it was so much fun taking the dogs on a bike ride. I know that's really weird, but like, I don't know. I just what? had them off leash and we just went on a trail and I was nervous because they're really good dogs. But I was afraid if we'd see a coyote, 
um, you know, if there's a mountain lion, if there's another biker and they saw other dogs and bikers and didn't care and just stayed with me on the trail, it was a blast. And I know this sounds weird, but it was so much fun. I'm very excited for warmer weather to just take the dogs with me on every mountain bike trail I go on. It was so much fun. That's dope. I would Because riding yeah. alone is cool too, but like that's, yeah. that's fine. But I was like, yeah, I was just like, had this vibe of taking the dogs. They're staring at me right now as I record. They want to go. Interesting. That's kind of wild. I thought like, yeah, letting your dogs loose while riding a mountain bike sounds a little intimidating. Like, are you afraid you're going to hit one? Oh, they're so far ahead of me. Oh, okay. I cannot keep up with them. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what Kelly said. And then when we started going, I was obviously riding real slow. They just took off. One time, I just slammed on the brakes because Monkey decided to just like poop in the middle of the trail, which okay. was sick. Almost hit her, but <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Uh, what do you you mountain bike year round? Like even in the like, I have it since November. Like December was real cold. January was real cold. So I took some. I'm a, I'm a okay. weenie, dude. I don't. Also, dude, I heard through a, a little bird told me that 75 hard is that is that going down? Oh yeah, dude. So Jordy's Jordy's going through a midlife crisis. He hit 30. Oh my gosh, so, Jordy. We also celebrated his birthday Saturday. Oh nice, which is super fun. Happy birthday, Jordy. Um, Belated. And so, yeah, man, we've been we've been hitting the gym for like a week and a half. So we've been going early in the morning. It's, I'm shocked, dude. I, it's cold, and I've been getting up at 5.15. I'm very proud of myself. Every morning? Yeah, dude. Dude, that's that's not me, man. I have not got up at 5.15. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> I don't, don't tell Jordy this. Jordy, if you're listening, just pause. On certain days, especially the weekends that we go, like, because we only go for an hour, dude. I'm not, we're not trying to spend hours there. Back by 6.30, Kelly and the kids are so crash. I just sneak right in bed, dude. Wash off real quick and just sneak in bed for another hour. There you go. It's legit. Hell I'm like yeah. this. I don't, I don't know if this is like good, but it's nice. I don't know Quick either. little hour workout right down the road. Come back. Quick little wash off so I don't get that gym stink. Slide in bed for an extra 45. Dude, clutch. That's funny, dude. Dude, do you, have you done 75 hard before? Is that a thing? Like, have you? I have not. I have not, no. Are you following it pretty like structurally or no? Yeah, I um, we're doing a different thing. He's doing a specific diet to okay. the challenge. I'm doing so. I I tried to lose a little bit of weight last year. Mm-hmm. I was just not feeling about feeling good about myself back in like April of last year, and I was like, I'm just gonna start eating healthier. And so I just started eating clean, and I have been since then. Okay, I'm just trying. I'm just gonna maintain that in the 75 hard challenge. Okay. So I'm not following the same strict diet he is. I'm gonna do the workouts, and a big thing is reading. Um, which is super cool, reading a nonfiction every day, a certain amount of pages, um, which I think will be good. Because Kelly loves reading, man, so I think it, that'll just be helpful. But yeah, I'm just going to continue on my clean eating. Yeah, that makes And no alcohol, obviously, but I haven't... I was going to say, I you kind of stopped drinking alcohol, right? For a bit? So yeah, I haven't been drinking since August anyway. So it's like, I, I, I'm kind of cheating, Jordy, in the sense that like I, I haven't been drinking alcohol already and these other things, but it's okay. <laughs> you already have the diet. You already have the drink. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Uh, that's that's cool. I've never done it, and uh, it seems intense. But um, what what are you reading uh, right now? I'm living, uh, reading, living, reading. Uh, Don't waste your life by John Piper. Okay, and so that's great. And then, but I'm almost done with that. I had been reading that a little bit. Now I'm just a little more diligent about it. And then uh, I gotta find something else. Yeah, yeah. Because it's ten minutes a day or something. Or you, I guess you said page count, but yeah, it's a certain amount of pages a day. So. Uh, I think I have like two chapters left in this book. So I've actually probably got to find something pretty quick. All right. Do you have any recommendations? Nonfiction? Nonfiction? Are you specifically, you're just all about the nonfiction right now? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's the the purpose of the challenge. Dude, I've been reading a a book called Real to Real by Bell Hooks, and it's for people who think movies matter and movies are worth arguing over. Um, that one's been fun. Uh, the I haven't gotten too far into it, but I've been combing through it for uh, thesis stuff. But the uh, watch, let me pull it up. I don't know where it is. I, I knew there was going to be some sort of play on spelling. I just had it backwards. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just had it the other way around. It says, movies matter. This is a message of real to real. Bell Hooks classic collection on essay, of essays on film. And one of the essays is on Pulp Fiction. Um, oh, let's go. And so that's nonfiction. But maybe you're thinking more like nonfiction, like life-related. I mean, this one is life-related. We watch movies all the time. But uh, more so... Uh, not self-help books. I don't know what you'd call them. You know what I mean? Like self-development books. Maybe that's what it is. Well, maybe it is self-help. That's but... kind of the one that I'm reading. But no, this one, this one's nonfiction. This one's cool. Or real. if you haven't listened to Green Lights. Race, Class, and Sex at the Movies by Bell Hooks. Yeah, I, I've, I've recently, people have been telling me I should, I should dive into the, the, the books of uh, Bell Hooks and I just haven't. I haven't. And so this is the year. This is the, so I'm reading uh, Art on My Mind by Bell Hooks. Um, the Teaching to Transgress by Bell Hooks and uh, The Real to Real by Bell Hooks. Um, Love it. But have you have you listened to Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey? I have not. That is it which is a nonfiction book too. I highly recommend it. It's just fun. Oh, and awesome. Well, and listening to the audiobook specifically. I know you have to read pages, but... Dude, I will listen to that. Matthew McConaughey? His voice, dude. It's just, it's killer, man. And it's just Matthew McConaughey. And speaking of, you know, I know we've been uh, talking True Detective lately and I'm finally diving into season one True Detective and Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are just superb. Dude, so, okay, well, pause. Everybody, next week, we're going to start talking about the new True Detective season four? Season four. Season four. I keep calling it North Country, but apparently it's Night Country. Night Country. Ah. Yeah, we're going to start talking about the next week. Josh and I are going to get caught up and we'll uh, we'll start reviewing those weekly, which is fun. But season one is just... Oh, dear Lord, if you haven't seen it, it's so good. But you've only watched one episode, two? I'm on episode three right now. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's getting good. It's I, they're, I'm piecing things together. I like the way it's edited. I like the way it's shot. And like they're con- like the 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 present day Matthew McConaughey, was it his character is Russ Cole, I think his name is. Right? Yeah. His character being completely like unhinged of drinking tall boys and whiskey from a flask and ripping cigarettes nonstop in the middle of like a FBI interview type thing and then but then contrasted with his character from the past when they go backwards and he's very like yeah he's just it's so it's wild like the charisma's there when he, it's in his interview but then they the russ cole matthew mcconaughey and the when they're reflecting back on the past it's so interesting seeing him not be the, like the charisma like you're expecting it you're, yeah. like, you're expecting it to come out in every scene and it's so, what's so funny to me is after we watch it, I don't know why it took us so long. We didn't watch it till a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, is so many memes were born through screenshots of this, like, uh, season one. Really? Like, I, there's just, I've seen, you know, you've seen the surface. Um, I don't know if you've got to this part yet, but there's a scene where he's inhaling a cigarette and he's really nervous and his eyes are really wide, Matthew McConaughey. And I've seen that screenshot as a meme. That's and funny. So it's just... I don't know, dude. I That's, don't. Oh, I don't know what I was doing in 2014. Like, I don't know Same why. Here. What? Why? I just didn't watch it. I wasn't, you know, didn't keep up with it. But apparently, it's like one of the best seasons in TV history. So I'm excited to finish and have a full, full thought about it. Absolutely. 
Right. What do you say, Eric? We jump into uh, Dumb Money. Let's do it. All righty. So Dumb Money, it's streaming on Netflix. This came out in 2023, but it came to streaming just recently in 2024. Netflix reads um, the description as when a rogue investor in basement YouTube pours his passion, YouTuber pours his passion and savings into the failing company GameStop, it turns Wall Street upside down. This uh, movie, Dumb Money, came, uh, got an 84%. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes by the critics and an 85% on audience score. So that's pretty that's pretty uh, consistent there. And it's Craig Gillespie was the director and uh, IMDb gave it a 6.9 and it is written by Lauren Shooker Blum, Rebecca Angelo, and Ben Mesrich, which Ben Mesrich, dude, wrote The Accidental Billionaires, the original or the, move, the book that the social network is based on. So um, that's exciting. Well, Maybe he's he wrote a book on that this is based on, but this started this was like four years ago, which is also wild. But yeah, anyways, Paul Dan- starring Paul Dano, uh, Pete Davidson, Vincent De D'Onofrio, American Ferrera, um, let's see, Nick Offerman, Mahala, um, Anthony uh, Ramos, Seth Rogen, Sebastian Stan, and Shailene Woodley are just some of the names. There's a lot of people in this movie, but um. Dude, I did not know this until right now. Also, yeah, sorry, we're going to spoil this whole movie. So if you want to watch this movie and not be spoiled, you can pause and come back later. But Sebastian Stan, isn't that's the Winter Soldier, right? The Bucky? Oh, yeah. Bucky Barnes? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I had you no idea. You didn't I, in the movie? No, not at all until right now. Dude, and here's the problem with that. Like, I noticed that right away, which is fine. It didn't, it's not like he's typecast for me, but Paul Dano was the Riddler to me, the mm. whole movie, especially in his yep. final epic, like, speech to Congress. All I heard was the Riddler, which I loved him as the Riddler until they showed his face. And that is nothing against him. It's just the scene in prison. If you've seen the Batman, the 2022 with uh, Robert Pattinson, fantastic movie, 45 minutes too long, but a great movie. I, I, it killed me when you saw Paul Dano on screen as a Riddler. Like he was the mysterious mask. His voice is perfect for the Riddler. But anyways, that's all I heard. This whole movie, which it was great. This movie was so much fun, but I just saw the Riddler on screen. Dang. Dang, dude. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes when characters, when you, characters, when people play characters really well or not, or I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if it's well or not, but they hold that character um, in their like yeah. presence and then it doesn't, it doesn't take you, it kind of takes you out of the movie, right? And so, yeah. um, I, I didn't get that as much, but I do love, I like I like Paul Dano in other movies. I can't help but always think about There Will Be Blood, which is a completely different character. But oh, and he was so young during that. Yeah, right? when did that come out? Uh, two thousand seven, I think. Oh man, so what? Sixteen, seventeen years ago? How yeah, old is this guy? I think he's like forty. Oh yeah, Homeboy was twenty two in that movie. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. And he plays two people because he's a twin. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, nuts, nutty, nutty. But um, okay, so he, here's the thing with this movie. It was very triggering to me, and Josh <laughs> might speak from his experience because we were late to the GameStop craze. Um, Stock Boys was our group chat. I just found the group chat. Shout out to like the other twelve people who were in there. <laughs> there were a bu- a group of us that were j- we would talk stocks like we knew what we were talking about, like oh to the moon, to the moon, diamond hands. And one thing I noticed going back through the chat just now is slowly as the weeks progressed, like people stopped replying. Yeah. Like as people lost money, they stopped, they stopped got, getting into the conversations because like you or me or Ray or someone would be like, oh, check out this stock, check out 
check out this and that. And like, no one would say anything. It's like, oh shit. Like they lost it all last week. Like, oh yeah. And we're not talking big money, at least, at least from my perspective, it wasn't for me, but yeah, money's money, man. I know, dude. It's, it was wild. The, the, the thing about this movie too is this was a, I feel like in very, uh, like un, Precedent? Is that the right word? I don't know. Unprecedented? Un- it was just a wild situation that I... And it happened, what, three years ago? So the yeah, fact that, that we lived through this and there's already this big old feature film about it, one, is super odd to me. Uh, it feels very like, yeah, there's already a, a pandemic feature film, like a biopic about like a, a, a big thing that we went through. Not to, Not that they're on the same level of like, you know. Yeah um severity but my point is you're living through this big thing that happened in in history and this one was it was fascinating because yeah i remember this dude it was i think it was january yeah 2021 i was in san francisco hanging out with the canes and that's when i started calling you and we were chatting about stocks and we were chatting about and i i, I can't remember who got who into it um but no 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 you got me into it don't don't uh uh uh, uh. I thought maybe no, dude. That was like the first time where I was getting up religiously at like six a.m. because the market opened at six thirty Pacific Standard Time, and it would open at nine thirty EST. So um, I was getting up every morning. I was checking things, but I remember we were chatting about all this stuff, dude, about stocks and investment. And this this GameStop stuff happened what June, July, I think, twenty twenty one. Yeah, and then it peaked again in January. And then, yeah, it just, and it went on for a while, yeah. So it's just funny, dude, like, just reflect back on, like, like you were saying, the group chat, what we were doing. I think, because you would get, like, free stock if you referred people to Robinhood. Yep, that's why you did it. Dude, okay, here's the crazy, here's, here's, here's something that's interesting. Okay, I got a roommate to do this, and their free stock was AMC. And, and I remember thinking, like, oh, that was so cheap. Like your free stock's two bucks. Like that's wild. Like, cause they, they only give you, they generally give you, you know, lower end stocks, right? Um, as the free gift. And very rarely do you get an Apple or like a Microsoft stock yeah. when you refer people on, on Robinhood. Uh, and I remember thinking about that for a while being like, man, that, and I love movies and AMC and it's $2, you know, what it, it sounds like a bad investment, but I remember sitting with my other friend at Flying Star and I told them this and we were chatting about it. And then they went and ended up buying stock and I didn't. And dude, AMC following, if anyone's unfamiliar, so GameStop was like four bucks or something. And this movie covers it where this guy's like sees this stock and he thinks it's undervalued. And all these hedge funds are like betting against this stock succeeding. So he bought like $50,000 worth at like $4. And so that ended up going up to, I want to say at its peak, like 300 and something dollars a yep. stock. And so then there started becoming these like what they called like meme stocks, right? So I, it was yep. like AMC, I think BlackBerry was one for a little bit. GameStop went on for a while. And then, uh, dude, AMC went up to like $70. Yep. Dude, and here's the thing. Th- that's what's so frustrating about this is we, I think Ray even said something about AMC. You guys were talking about it. Yeah. But it was like, let's get in, let's get in. We didn't, the next day the market opened, we all jumped in when it was at like 19. Yeah. It went up to, I vividly remember it going to like 23, 24, then crashing. Yep. And like, what is so sickening to me is how much money we actually could have made if we listened. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if we actually, here's one that pissed me off more than anything was Dogecoin. Yep. Which is a cryptocurrency for people who don't know. It, it's literally a meme coin. It's not 
well, I, I don't want to anger people, but it wasn't worth anything. It wasn't real. It was worth like 0. 0.007. I mean, even less than it, not even a full penny. And I remember Steven calling me one night and saying, dude, jump into Doge. It's going to go to the moon tonight. And that's, you can trade that after hours. Um, any, the cryptocurrency. So I put in like 50 bucks and it was worth like 0. 0.007 or whatever. Went up to, you know, maybe 20%. I made a little money and cashed out. I made like 20 bucks. I don't know, something like that. A month later, it skyrocketed to like 70 cents, was it? Something like that? Yeah. Yep. And so if I would have left that in there, I made it a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks. If I would have put in more money, I could have made a lot. We know somebody, we're not going to name them on the air, who made like six figures <laughs> on this. And that's what's disgust. That's what's so sickening is you will see movies like this. You watch The Social Network. These guys in their dorm room created this app that changed the world and became billionaires. And you're like, wow, how cool that once in a lifetime thing. But watching this is angering because it literally could have been us yeah. if we just pulled the trigger. And GameStop, dude, I remember, I think I bought it at 110 bucks. Like, what an idiot. <laughs> and then it crashed. And if I would have held a couple of days, it went up to a 300 after that. But like, I was scared. I was scared. Then the whole masses jumped in and the price went up. And that's when I jumped in. Dude, this is so dumb. Oh, yeah, dude. I didn't, I never got in on GameStop. I think I was too scared, but I definitely did the Doge and I came out even, did not make any money. Uh, had AMC. I probably, same thing, probably at a wash. I just got in late. And so it's just, it is funny, like getting in late, doing these, uh, like what it does to you, I think mentally too, of like, what if, what if this crashes? What if it doesn't go up? Oh. But, but you're right. If you would have just held, like in this movie too, right? Like they, there's, there's, there's scenes where the characters, the, you know, they start off with all their net worths where they introduce mm. the character's name and then they share your net worth. And then there was a couple of college students that they, they, they went through that where they sold because they didn't know what the main character, um, Paul Dano, his name's Keith Gill in the, in the, in the movie. He plays Keith Gill, who is a real life person. And so Keith Gill went radio silent for a bit. And the the two college students were like, we don't know what Keith Gill's doing. So we have to sell. And so they sold. And when they found out later that, you know, he was actually holding and he didn't sell his stocks, they bought in too at like a hundred and something dollars. And they were like, this is all the money we made. Are you sure you want to do this? And they did it. And then they ended up, I think their net worths were like over 200 and like, $70,000 or something, but, um, but it's true, man. And I think, I, I don't know. I, I, I did enjoy this movie a lot more than I thought I would. I thought the retelling was pretty good. Uh, Seth Rogen, uh, and, and Ron Swanson, uh, Nick Offerman did not, I, I think they, they, they did a good job. I thought for a second that they might make me like how you're saying with Paul Dano, pull me out of the movie. But, um, yeah, I think I was just, I get really intrigued by details. So then I like I, in the real life oh, comparison sure. that maybe I just give a little more grace of like with the acting and the casting of it, because I was just blown away that this guy, uh, who does he play? Um, Seth Rogen's character, Gabe Plotkin worth like hundreds of million dollars, runs a billions of dollar head fund. And they just get taken down by a bunch of people on Reddit and YouTube on stocks and stuff. They lost like, I, there's that scene where, where oh. they compared where Shaylee Woodley, um, uh, Caroline Gill, Keith's wife, uh, tells Keith like, hey, how much money did we make yesterday? And he's like, 15 million. She's like, how much did we make today? It's like 15 million. <laughs> and she's like, we're crazy rich. And then, and like shocked, not like celebrating, but just more like, 
this isn't like we're wealthy, like we're dumb rich and they don't really know what to do about it or think about it. And then they cut to Seth Rogen's character and, and same situation where his wife's like, hey, how much did we lose yesterday? And he's like, a billion. Like, how much did we lose today? And he's like, a billion. Like, oh. that is wild to me. Like, these companies are, are these hedge funds losing $2 billion within two days. But um, not that I, like, felt sympathy for them because I thought, yeah, the whole thing is just... He has, like, a board seat on an NBA team still. Like, he's still... Oh. He's doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%, dude. That's so one thing I'm curious about at the end of the movie, they say that the Keith Gill, after all the hearings and everything, kind of went radio silent and permanently, like is no longer in the public eye. And he, his last valuation of his stocks was like 22 million. And obviously, GameStop is not at its high anymore. And so I'm curious, like, did he ever sell? Did he make money? You know, they show him buying his brother a car, Pete Davidson, who plays his brother. So, like, I'm sure he sold a little, but I'm just curious. You know, I want to know, right? He was just a regular, average American with no net worth. He could have cashed out for tens of millions of dollars. Did he ever? And then I, it just, all I found, because I went Google crazy, all I found was speculation. Yeah, I'm just curious. I, 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 and we'll never know. I mean, unless he comes public with it, but it's, it's only speculation online. Yeah, dude, that's the same thing. I only found speculation and part of me wants to think that he didn't. Like, I don't, I think maybe the movie just added the buying his brother a car thing at the end for mm. movie sake because dude i i don't know dude and then stonk mom america ferrera's character oh uh, holding on still holding and being negative you know net worth that was so that was so brutal yeah if she's negative then he's down so. right i think i don't think he yeah part of me thinks he held part of me thinks he held um can we talk about though how unhinged pete davidson was his whole character unreal he works for DoorDash and he said he was a first responder. Dude, that line sent me, dude. And just the idea like that he steals his brother's car to work. Yes. Like that he just far. He just shows up at his house, takes his car and then DoorDashes and eats the food. Unreal. He's literally eating the food that he's delivering. Would, would you do that if you DoorDash? I, 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 would, I would have to. I would have to steal some fries. Are you serious? Dude, I don't have self-control. What do you mean you don't have self-control? Specifically with fries or any food? Well, with any food, but fries are the easiest access. So, like, if I'm picking up a bunch of Chick-fil-A for the family, on the way home, like, everybody's fries are half empty by the time I get there. Dude, that... Oh, you mean not when you DoorDash? You're saying, like, oh, when no. you pick up... I'm saying okay. if I if I ever did DoorDash, I, I, I'd sneak a couple... By. I wouldn't drink their freaking Coke like he does. But hell yeah, dude, I'd be, I'd be nibbling on a fry or two. Just where it's not noticeable, I'd kind of shift him around. Dude, I don't know if I I would want to. This this the the aroma and scent of the fries I'd want to, but especially Wingstop fries, the way they're laid out. So last week, no, week before, we were watching the game, so I went and picked up some fries from Wingstop and B Dubs. And the way that Wingstops are laid out, dude, you can munch on a full layer before anyone would ever notice. Do you like Wingstop fries? Not as much as I like Buffalo Wild Wing fries. Really? Well, okay. One, I love Wingstop fries, but I think a lot of people, you know, it's mixed reviews. They're like, ah, it's too they're too sweet. They have sugar or something on them. But did you just say you love Buffalo Wild Wings fries more than... Absolutely. That's interesting. I do like... Now, here's I do the thing. Buffalo Wild Wings fries. Wingstop fries are better than Five Guys fries. That's for sure. And Five Guys fries are amazing. I'm just saying... The sugar or whatever, like demonic stuff they put on uh -huh. the Wingstop fries is, is delicious. It's very good. It's very tasty. I haven't been to 
Five's guys in a while, but I, th I feel like I like their fries, but I, I think wings. I prefer wing. It's Wingstop fries though with Wingstop ranch. I don't know what they do to their Has ranch, to but yep. And you cannot mix and match, dude. You cannot have like Hidden Valley ranch no. dip at home or use Buffalo Wild Wings fries with their ranch with Wingstop ranch. Like I tried that last weekend and it just doesn't work. Can't do it. And Buffalo Wild Wing fries are good in both Buffalo Wild Wings ranch and ketchup. I never put Wingstop fries in ketchup. Oh no way! It's ranch only, always. You can what I what I like to do too is like you dip a little bit in the the residual sauce, and then into the ranch mm. into your mouth. Yep, I'm yep. drooling right now. Wait, hang on, real quick. I know we're going on a tangent here, but what's your what's your go to? What's your go to flavors? Mango habanero. You that's you only get mango habanero for your full order? No, no, no. Like I'll throw an Asian zing as well, or some hot, depending on how many I'm getting. Like oh, you're talking mango. about buffalo. Oh, yeah. Well, mango goes for Wingstop and okay. Louisiana Rub. Buffalo Wild Wings, their Dry Desert Heat, Asian Zing, or Mango. Interesting. Okay. How about you? Uh, garlic Parmesan and Original Ooh. Hot on the Wingstop side. and then Garlic on... Parmesan is fire. Dude, I like the spicy garlic at Buffalo Wild Wings. Spicy garlic's really good. Oh, that's pretty good. I used to do Asian Zing, dude, but they put gluten in that thing. They dust it. They dust it with the glutens. No way. Yeah, dude, they'll get you. It's the, it's the, either they probably put like soy sauce or teriyaki sauce or something in it, which apparently has tons of gluten. I know. Get no out. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. You just get super sick one day? Uh, Yeah, I just get burpy, like belchy. I shouldn't, it's not even burps, it's like belching. Oh, and then you hit the Google nutrition search and it's game over? It's like glutens. Uh, like, well, now, bummer. I mean, it's been like a decade now. So now oh, I'm so like, you, I, you just I eat something. I'm like, oh yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's got gluten in it and then and then uh, you know after 10 years of figuring out what has gluten and what doesn't like sour patch or sour punch straws dude have wheat in them and red vines never would have guessed really yeah dude can't eat those anyways back on track here dude did i hear once earlier today when we were talking that you brought wingstop inside of a movie theater yes you heard correctly <laughs> you're asking in a judgmental way and here's my question for the fans, when you Venmo Josh later, include a note about whether or not it's more involved and ridiculous to bring wings. Mind you, they're not traditional, so you're not all gross and glosso everywhere, you know, from the heat. Well, okay, what's, what's more involved? Bringing boneless wings and some ranch, just simple, or a full-blown orange that you have yet to peel. Dude, how messy is that? If I have a fork, boneless wings and ranch, now I know people are going to say, boneless is just chicken tenders. Okay, fine. Whatever. Chicken tenders and ranch. Whatever you call it. With a fork and ranch. I'm not making a mess. My mouth is clean. My hands are clean. Put it in a trash bag. I'm done. Dude, your orange is everywhere. You're squirting on people. Your hands are sticky. How many napkins do you need? Dude, that's ridiculous. This is not a good enough context to be using the word squirt and sticky hands, man. I do not appreciate it. <laughs> yes, it is. It's an orange. It's an orange, dude. It has the perfect... Okay, it's got a shell. So if you drop it on the floor, you have it in your pocket. If it gets dirty, it doesn't matter. Like you peel it okay, and you fair. eat it. That's a, good, that's a good snack to have in a situation such as a movie theater. And then two... It's not that squirty and it's not that messy, dude. I mean, I get it. Like when you peel it, it goes and you get like orange. What is like, happening when you do that? It's squirting. But I do, I do, I have gotten a lot of, a lot of shit for bringing an orange. Um, 
you go wash your hands? I'm like, dude, that's uh, of course <laughs> the outer shell is fantastic. But I'm talking about when you're down and dirty, peeling it apart, dude. Uh-uh. And you're eating a twelve a twelve traditional bone wing stop combo, sneak it in. How do you even sneak that into a movie theater? Big ass purse. Oh, interesting. Okay, dude. I know there's some wild things. Maybe maybe that's on the on the Spotify. The little question there down below. Uh, we should ask people what's the <laughs> what's, what's the, the craziest most... thing you brought in. <laughs> Because, dude, that is wild to me. You're bringing wings and fries, but... It's been a minute. Like last week when we were at Flix Brew, I brought in a Diet Coke. Because I didn't feel like spending $7 on their Coke. And it's a Diet Pepsi and it's trash and it doesn't mm. taste good. So I'm like, I'm just... Dude, it's not a big deal. That just goes in my pocket. I'm not hurting anybody. No. And it was a can? <laughs> You're all... It was a can. <laughs> just in the Loud middle. as hell. That's great. But anyways, coming full circle back to um dude, the do you still invest? Do you still have Robinhood? I deleted Robinhood and Weeble. Um I just have a Roth IRA through Charles Schwab. Okay. It's boring. It was actually it was super obnoxious. I had T D Ameritrade and then they got bought out by Charles Schwab. Um but yeah, it's pretty boring. It's a Roth IRA investment retirement fund. So I have like three different Mutual funds, ETFs, like the groupings of stocks. Okay. Long-term boring stuff, dude. I don't I don't do any day trading anymore. <laughs> I lost enough. <laughs> Retired. Hung up the shoes. Dude, we were up for a little bit. Here's where things got south. We were following a bunch of people. Um, one, I was telling my friends, like, yeah, there's this account on Twitter named Zach Morris. And they were like, saved by the bell? I was like, what do you mean? What's Saved by the Bell? And apparently Zach Morris is a character in a TV show called Saved by the Bell. And I had no idea. And then I felt double bad because one, I was following a character, a meme account on Twitter listening to financial advice. And then two, I'd never seen Saved by the Bell, which apparently is heretical. But I think I was up like 30 or 40% and now I'm negative 93. For real? Oh, dead. yeah, for real in real life, yeah. Like I never, I like stopped looking at it and then I just... For, I just like, I, this is stressful. And then check I today, check right now. Oh, dude, no, that's embarrassing. Check right um, now. All the guys that we followed, by the way, got indicted federally. <laughs> They're, half of them are going to prison. We were in their discord. It was a, it was a wild time, dude. So it, it was, it was both fun. And also, like you said, just shocking or triggering to watch this movie because, um, yep, dude, I'm negative 93.38% all time. Show me right now. <laughs> Eric lost uh left the <laughs> this he's left the podcast, he's left the screen because he sees uh what 93.38% translates to. Josh, what stocks are you holding, dude? Dude, I don't even know anymore, dude. This let's see. I'm crazy. This one's zero. This one's oh, this one went up to a penny. Interesting. This one went up nine. 9,900% today. But, Josh, there's one of them that's a zero? Well, this one's 0.0.01. It went to a penny, and my average cost is $3.99. I want to throw up a little bit. Dude, yeah. you know, oh, here's the thing. Here's what's so bad. Okay, so the friend that we know that made like six figures on Doge, um, I was with Richard, and Richard didn't believe me. I was like, dude, hit him up right now. Like, let's hit him up. Let's hit him up. Called him. Said, yeah, sure enough. Sent us a screenshot. Sure enough, 
Richard bought into Doge. <laughs> he threw a grand at it. <laughs> it crashed the next day, dude. <laughs> I think he's down like 950 bucks. <laughs> Sorry, Richard, don't mean to out you, but he'll he'll tell anybody that. Like that's what you call chasing. Chasing, man. Or I don't know if that's what it's really called, but that's what we did. And that's what that's he what did. We did. Yeah. We're in his car, he's like, hell yeah. So he downloads Robin Hood, puts this information in, puts a grand in it, and then just boom, 24 hours later, it's Dude, oh, it sorry, was, Richie. It was. It was chaotic like that. I remember all like there's like seven of us in our kitchen at the San Pablo house just freaking out. Like, do we sell? Do we hold? Do we not? Do we buy? Do we and I feel so bad, dude. And the wildest thing, dude, is that our uh, other friend, Steven, he told us about Doge and when it was 0. .0002 or something. And he was like, hey, I'm going to buy this stock. Everyone should buy it. It's a meme coin, but it's funny. If we would have bought even 100 bucks at point zero zero, whatever it was at, dude, it was it was wild. So anyways, all that to say, though, this dude, movie, if we would have put $1,000 in, <laughs> we could have made 390 grand. We would be, I'm pretty sure it would be millionaires. If 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 you put a thousand dollars at point zero zero two, and then it goes up to seventy cents, you're at half a million. That's got to be like no, that's like I'm pretty sure that's like millionaire, dude. Don't you think? I don't know how to do this. I always get confused with decimals. This is why the, math is hard. So thousand dollars divided by point zero zero five hundred thousand shares. Yeah, worth. times point seventy. Oh, is that really how that works? Yeah. Oh. But still, that's crazy. I'm only that's be disappointed. Okay. I'm like, oh, thousand dollars, only three hundred fifty thousand dollars. But, but yeah, dude, I think that would have been that would that would have been that's like life changing. So this movie showing showing a lot of that, like, it's pretty wild. Like, I don't know, even just the how it's kind of rigged, dude. Like, I I appreciated them highlighting the whole Robin Hood, how they paused buying and selling on GameStop. Because, dude, do you remember that? Like, not just that stock, they would do it on other stocks too. Oh, insane. And then them controlling the market. I also, the part where he, where, where Keith Gill, uh, Paul Dano's character says, uh, no one really goes, I, I'm literally an analyst for, a uh, an investment firm and we barely know what, how the market works. That's mm, how yeah. I feel. I'm like, how does this, what does this mean? Like how, these numbers are going up and down and bouncing and buying and selling. And it's influenced by what people buying and people shorting it, like, are we influencing it more than the actual value of the company? Like, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense to me in that regard because, yeah, right? Because the value of GameStop went up because of all these people who are buying the stock, right? Yep. It wasn't because GameStop was actually valuable? Of course, and it's called the market cap, but yeah, GameStop was losing money. And so on paper, they were valuable. But one thing... I wish I knew and understood and valued at the beginning was what goes up must come down. I yeah. chased a lot as it would go up, I'd buy. And that was just so dumb. Yeah, dude. I, I had like one winner where I made like 350 bucks. Hell yeah. It was, it was that cannabis, that cannabis stock sundial or something, Let's which go. came from the discord of those people that are being indicted. So they could make you money, but they could also lose you lots. A whole bunch. 93.38% lost. <laughs> to be somewhat accurate um but but yeah man i i mean a movie was a fun watch like i i laughed i thought it was good i thought it was fun um especially i think if you didn't if you weren't in the robin hood or doing investing 
it, I think it would be a really interesting watch. Like if yeah. I didn't know any of that and all of a sudden I watched this movie, I'm like, wait, this was happening? Like I was reading comments, I think on Letterboxd or Reddit or something. They were, they were like, wait, I lived through this? I thought that was really funny that they're like, yeah, this happened three years ago and I had no idea any of this ever happened. Yeah, it, I wouldn't say it was a full watch for me because I don't think I was moved to tears. Maybe at the thought of how much money we lost. Um, <laughs> it did hold me in thought because I was talking to Kelly about it and how crazy that was. But And I definitely laughed. Um, the tears were later. So, But yeah, it was a good watch. I'd rec- yeah, I'd recommend it if you were involved, if you weren't involved, if you understand the market or if you don't. It's like um, the big short. In a way, they could really dumb down kind of what some of it means, even though at the yeah. end of the day, we still don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. I thought, yeah, same. I have very similar um, feelings. I did, I did. I wasn't, my emotions weren't too, too moved to tears. I was a little stressed and, and had some anxiety thinking about yeah. how I went about my own investing. But um, yeah, I think uh, just thinking about how money, like it was the bailouts that held me in thought for a while. Anyways, yeah, man, that that's that's that. Listen, here's what we'll do. Here's how here's how I'll wrap it up, guys. If you're interested in how down Josh is, ask him for a screenshot of his Robinhood app, and then when you see that, send the Venmos. Right? This will motivate you to financially support living a stream. Uh, just kidding. Am I? But in all seriousness, thanks for listening. Um, we hope this wasn't a, a, a downer episode since Kelly wasn't on. Um, we know how much you all like that one. But anyways, thanks for listening. Josh, what, what do you have to say other than send us money? And yeah, like sh- and share. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. Uh, five-star ratings are always appreciated. Reviews, share it with a friend. And dude, yes, I appreciate Shout out Kelly. Kelly was a, Kelly was a hit. We're going to have to bring her, bring her back on. Uh, she's just a good person, man. Not that you're not a good person, but... It's iffy. It's, it's, it's questionable. questionable. The jury's out. Um, it's a hung jury. But um, but yeah, no, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for uh, tuning in to another episode of Living a Stream. Uh, subscribe to our Substack. Um, links are in the show notes. Um, to get episodes sent out directly to your inbox so you don't miss an episode whenever we drop them. Uh, but until the next episode, uh, keep living and keep streaming. Besos.